Good morning, church. Why don't we just rise and begin to worship this morning? I was buried beneath my shame. Who can carry that kind of weight? It was mine till I met you. I was breathing, but not. All my failures I try to hide. It was my turn till I met you. Come on, we ready to worship? You called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of the dark. Into your glorious day You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day Come on, do you remember that glorious day? When I met you, come on, and you called my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness, into your glorious day. You called my name, and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. Come on, give him a shout of praise today for calling us out to the grave, out of the grave. I needed rescue, my sin was heavy, but chains break. Shelter, I was an orphan. Now you call me the citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future, my eyes are open. Cause when you call my name, You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious 
Father, we cry out, how great is your love? Not just because it's a song that we're singing here on church on Sunday, but because we know how great your love is, how powerful, how wonderful it is to live in the power of Jesus Christ. And we just give you praise and honor today. We lift up our praise to you because we know the power of your name. We know the power of your love. Lord, just hear our praise in this place this morning. Lord, we cry out. What a beautiful name it is. 
Hey. 
Oh, praise God, praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are, for your beauty, God, for your grandeur. God, that you are not rivaled. There is no equal. There's no one like you, God, yet you are accessible. You are personable. You are knowable, God. You've revealed yourself to us, God. With all your might still comes so much love, God, and we thank you for that every single day. Heavenly Father, I want to lift up our friends and families who are dealing with health issues right now, God. We pray life into them, God. We pray healing, longevity in Jesus' name, God. And we pray for the city of Albuquerque, God. It feels like everywhere we go, things are getting crazier. I pray that you equip us and teach us to be a light in the darkness, God, to make your name great, that Albuquerque become a city where it is known that Christ is King, Heavenly Father. And for our our leaders, uh, our political leaders, God, that we stop fighting about whether it's about the left or the right, but instead we start proclaiming that it's all about you in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are and what you're doing here in this place, God. Keep flowing your spirit, God. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for placing us in a place where we're here in a community of love that just loves you and seeks love each other. God, thank you. It's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Won't you just give give God a shout of praise? Oh, man. Absolutely. All right. You may be seated, church. Uh, how are you guys doing this morning? Awesome. Yeah. I, I've also had coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good, bro. How about you? I'm doing pretty yeah, you good. You seem pretty different. That coffee really does. No, yeah, really. I'm, I'm, I'm a whole new person. I have a personality again. I enjoy life. You know, the grass is, is green now. The sky is blue. All that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's weird. So, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like the thing that God blessed you with. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a couple of announcements for you guys real quick. For those of you who don't know, my name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth director here. Um, my name is Chris Camaraza. Um, I'm pretty much like his little... Elf, you know, I, I'm his helper, uh, and I'm also a youth leader, but that's how it goes. But yeah, we got a couple of announcements for you guys real quick. Uh, do we have any men in the room? Um, n- no? No, I guess not. No, I'm just... <laughs> I guess um, Well, gentlemen, we have our men's breakfast coming up this Saturday. I don't know about you guys, I am beyond excited. I haven't been able to make it to these last few, but I hear that bacon is to die for. So you best believe I'll be there vacuuming it up on Saturday, 7.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. So be there for that, gentlemen. Yeah. And then um, we're going to be doing another event, guys. Uh, Well, another event. We're going to be doing an event. Um, This one's going to be called Journeys to the Cross. And it's actually going to be this Friday. Um, And what it basically is, is I know you briefly described it last Mm -hmm. service, David, but it's it shows you events of like the coming of our, the resurrection of our Savior. So it shows the events of like the Last Supper, right? And kind of like a, what kind of? Crucifixion, the resurrection, yeah, yeah, yeah. Palm but, Sunday, all but that like good in, stuff. But like in forms of like. Well, it's an interactive Bible story pretty that, much. You're going to come in yeah. and you're going to feel like you just stepped into a time machine. And you're like, wait, that's what it was. I'm okay. in Jerusalem right now. The year is 33 AD. Yeah, it's going to be a great, great event 
uh, for you to actually be able to almost witness uh, what it was like to be there with our Savior. So yeah. be here for that um, Friday night beginning at 6 o'clock. Uh, actually, you got to register for that. So if you need help with that, you can find me out in the mall with my little laptop um, or talk to Tressa out at the info booth. We can get you more info on that if you are interested. Awesome. And hey, guys, Easter is two weeks away. Yes, if you got somebody, if you got somebody in mind that knows, man, you know what? Their life is just falling apart. They need a light. They need some truth in their life. They need Jesus. Mm-hmm. I would highly, highly urge you to go ahead and extend an inviting arm out. Yeah. It's going to be just regular service times, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. But it, we're going to be talking about I mean, I mean, I mean, just Easter. What is Easter? You know, we're celebrating the resurrection of our Absolutely. Savior. Absolutely. There's, uh, I have more than enough reasons to go ahead and grab eight people with me and put them in my uh, payaso car, and then boom, we're gonna <laughs> go over here. But um, that's gonna be in two weeks. It's gonna be the 17th. Remember to go ahead and send out an invite. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that for sure. Absolutely, it's gonna be a blast. I love Easter's is my favorite, one of my favorite times of the years for sure. And also, uh, church, on April 22nd, 23rd, uh, the New Mexico, West Texas Christian Women's uh, Connect- Connection is going to be hosting an event here at the church. It's their annual celebration. It's going to be a great event. For more info on that, uh, head out to the mall. Sister Debbie Take has plenty of info for that. So, ladies, that's going to be a great, great time for you. Yep. And then um, youth camp is coming up. Yes. And I'm excited for that. Also, International Youth Convention, summer's right around the corner. Guys, if you haven't heard about this, this is for your youngins. If you want to go ahead and get them registered, um, I would. Because life change happens at these events, especially IYC. Especially Mm -hmm. IYC. They're going to be in San Antonio, Texas. Um, It's going to be the trip of their lives. I still remember the two trips that I took, and I barely go out out of the state. Mm -hmm. So it's probably like, oh, that's probably why you remember it, bro. Well. I remember what happened there. Yeah. I remember the encounter that I had with Jesus. And mm-hmm. me still having a relationship with Jesus, I still remember that encounter. Absolutely. So if you guys want to sign up, uh, sign your kids up for that. Yeah. I'll, I have a, well, I'll be at a table out in the mall after service. Come talk to me. And I'll, whatever questions you have about those events, I'll be more than happy to answer them. We can get you registered right now. And if you're worried about the payments, you can make payments little by little. So don't even worry about it. Come talk to me. We will work something out and get your kids to camp. Uh, but, of course, none of this is possible without your continuous support, your faithfulness in tithes and offerings. So, church, thank you so much for being such a generous congregation. Thank you. Uh, you can continue to support support us in a few different ways. If, if you want to tell us about that, Chris. Yeah, um, I believe, yeah, it's behind me right here. So you could always text to give. Uh, my personal favorite is to give through the app. It's just easier for me. Uh, you can also do through our website. And of course, if you want to just go ahead and give it physically in an envelope, we have those tithing boxes right there by the entrance of the auditorium right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, um, when he says thank you, he means it. And um, when I say it, I mean it as well. Mm-hmm. Because uh, just looking at the journey that we've been through, it's crazy that we ended up in a building such as this. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a miracle. Um, honestly. You know, remember when we went to IOIC? Um, that the first night on our trip, Chris and I, we had just met. We stayed up till literally. We didn't, we didn't go to bed. We didn't go to bed. <laughs> we just stayed in the corner of the fellowship hall at the church in Clovis, sharing about our walks with Christ and talking about what God's doing in our lives. And do you remember right after that trip, we started hosting Bible studies. Yeah. Uh, at the time, you were, what, 17, 16? Yeah. I was 15 at the time. 
Um, and we hosted Bible studies at our school. We hosted some with people from the church. We, we did stuff like that all the time. And those Bible studies are what really formed us to be who we are, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm the youth director here, and I'm like, do we have a space like that for our youth right now? Mm. And we, we haven't, you know. And so up until church, starting today, we have that space for our youth. Uh, we have now, we're establishing now our Sunday morning youth gatherings beginning today. And I am so excited because, yeah, absolutely. The work that God started in me and Chris's lives when we were teenagers is something that we can now continue and pass on to this next generation. And we are so excited. So the second we step off that platform, if you're between 6th and 12th grade here in the sanctuary, you can come follow us out to the youth center. And we're going to have a little Bible study. It's going to be a great, great time. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, um, guys. But yeah, um, without further ado, let's go ahead and give Pastor Richard a warm welcome up to the pulpit. Thank you, gentlemen. You want to take your Bible with you? <laughs> Guys, it's a joy to have you here. There, there is uh, one. So any 6th through 12th graders, if you guys want to go to the youth room right now, just follow Brother Dave and Brother Chris because they're going to have a really awesome time studying the Word at, at, at their level. You're welcome to stay in here. We're not saying you can't be here. But a lot of times you're like, oh, do we have to go to church? And, and, and now you get to go to church and, and with your peers and studying subjects that you guys are dealing with. So uh, we, we want to thank them for that. Hey, guys, have, have you ever met somebody that when you meet them, you immediately have this kindred spirit and you're going like, man, God, thank you for bringing this brother in my life. There's such a brother and his name is Steve Stewart. Steve, make your way up here real quick. Uh, we just want to share... Uh, of a conference that's coming up. Is Steve here? Uh, I guess it wasn't as kindred as I thought. <laughs> okay. So, so Steve was, Steve was here first service, but, but there's going to be a conference. You, you received this uh, flyer when you came into church today. There's going to be a four-day uh, conference here in Albuquerque. It's really phenomenal. There is a fee to it, but you're going to be able to really uh, rediscover how incredibly powerful the transforming power of the gospel is and to really be able to share and to really be able to grow. And, uh, you know, Steve was here earlier and he was talking to people about that. So I hope and pray that you look into this. I hope and pray you go. For those of you that have really wanted to deepen your, your knowledge uh, you could just use this uh, R, or QR code here and pull up all the information on the conference and uh, even register to sign up. It's really going to be really wonderful. Um, as we get into the Word, I, I just want to say one last thing. The Lions Club is here giving away free reading glasses. So if you need glasses and you've been wanting, like, man, I need cheaters. I, I can't read as good as I could. Uh, you know, make sure you stop by that table uh, they're free. They want to bless you with them. So uh, for you to be able to have some reading glasses, that'd be wonderful. Hey, uh, I just want to say that in the day and age that we live, we live in a world of technology. I really believe that God has given us the, t- the technology we have today. 
I believe he's the one that invented uh, the internet. I believe he gave man the ability to invent that. God is an inventor. The devil is a, uh, he's an imitator. And he takes God's inventions and he corrupts them. And digital equipment uh, like cell phones and iPads and laptops and the internet and, and your com- home computer and whatever device you have. You have a smartphone. You could go on the internet just from here. And, and it's really amazing the tools that we have. But it's also amazing how people are getting themselves in trouble with these tools. They're, they're doing things that they never should do or they never thought they'd ever be doing. And they're communicating and going to websites or doing stuff that they just shouldn't. So what I want to talk about today is how to beware of digital pitfalls. Those areas where technology and, and your smartphone and your internet and your computer and your tablet and on and on can either be an amazing blessing or it could really be a curse. It could really end up hurting you, your walk, your, your testimony. It could hurt your marriage. It could hurt your relationship with your parents or with your siblings or with people that you care about because technology uh, is really a powerful tool. There's people that are watching literally around the world even as I speak. And it's really amazing how we have seen people uh, like every Wednesday, we have a guy that signs on from Dublin, Ireland. Every single Wednesday, there's people from China, from the Ukraine. Uh, there's people from uh, just Africa, throughout the continent, and, and just all over the world that sign on and watch our services. And it's just like mind-blowing that, that we're able to reach all the way around the world. So I really want to help us understand the power of digital technology and the dangers of it. So I want to start with the dangers so that we can see how we can really use it for God's glory. So God, I pray that you guide us, help us, and open our eyes and our ears to your voice so that, Lord, we could really use these technologies, these tools as a blessing and not a curse. And I pray this in Christ's name, amen. So we need to understand that digital tools... Uh, can really cause us to end up in digital pitfalls and, 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 and digital tools can cause us to end up wasting a lot of precious time. You really waste precious time. It's really amazing how, how fun there could, you could have on the internet. Some of you have Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram or Twitter or, I mean, there's so many different platforms nowadays. But before you know it, Man, you could end up being on there for hours on end. And you're like, what did I do? Look, my, my son introduced me to TikTok. And uh, I, I do almost all the cooking at our house. And I have loved getting all these new recipes on TikTok. But on TikTok, if you start scrolling through there, oh my gosh, you know, some of the stuff on there is hilarious. Some of it's ridiculous and but before you know it, you could be on there so long that there's, there's a, a, a TikTok that comes out and says, hey, you have been on here way too long. You need to go to bed or you need to get up and go to the restroom and go get some water or you need to go eat or you need to go to work. But it literally like tells you, hey, you're spending way too much time here. And I'll, I'll never forget when that happened to me, I was like, 
Oh my gosh, how long have I been on this stupid thing? You know, man, it's already one o'clock in the morning. I got to get up real early. What am I doing? And, and it, it, you could waste time. People at work, some people are using technology that they're supposed to use to work, but they're too busy checking their Facebook and, and their, their Twitter account and they're checking on Pinterest and this and blah, 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 and Snapchat. And I don't even know all the different stuff that they have out there. I'm not on all that stuff, but, but we waste time. The book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16 says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Be like those who are wise. He says, making the most of every opportunity, making the most of your time in these evil days. We've got to make sure that we utilize our time wisely. We're good stewards of our time. Digital tools can also cause you to be seduced by the world's ideas and customs. Before you know it, you start reading and you start seeing stuff. And before you know it, you start believing it. And just because it's on the internet or just because it's on on one of these platforms, that doesn't mean it's true. And there's such false stuff out there. Like there's a a, a parody, a a company that that, that does these, 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 it's satire comedy and it's called Babylon Bee. And they make fun of people. And they make fun of things and they do these reporting things that are just absurd. And it's really, some of it is really just straight out funny and stuff. But some people think it's real. And they're going, oh my gosh, did you hear about this? I go, that's not real. It's a fake story. They're making fun. It's a joke. Some people, and before you know it, they're believing these ideas. They're believing these customs. They're believing these things. They're being pulled in on it. Before you know it, they're absorbing it. They're taking it in and they're thinking like that. God is saying, I want you to stay focused. I want you to think how I want you to think. I want you to keep your focus on the things you need to stay focused on. But instead, people start bringing these ideas into their home, into their marriage, into their life, into their family, into their siblings, into their peers, into the church. And they're following customs and ideas that are worldly and not godly. And God warns us of that. In the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy them. But let God transform you into a new person, he says, by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good pleasing, and perfect. So you have to be careful not to start pulling in ideas and customs that are totally contrary to God's word or the morals that you've been brought up with. Another digital tool that causes us to get in trouble is we're caused to be pulled into these ridiculous arguments that go nowhere. Man, I see people arguing on on, on, on Facebook or, yeah. or, or that, you go, what are you fighting? Oh, my goodness. Doesn't matter. Some people all mad. Red, green. I like green chili. I like red chili. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what. You want to get divisive, say something political. Oh, I'm conservative. I'm re- liberal. I'm Democrat. I'm Republican. Oh, my goodness gracious. 
Before you know it, you got a war on your hands. That's not going to go anyplace. Quit arguing about foolish things. Quit arguing about things that don't matter. Quit arguing about things that will be destructive to you. And they cause division and they cause you to look like a fool. In the book of Titus chapter 3 verse 9, it says, Do not get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. He's saying, stay focused. Quit getting in these arguments. Oh my goodness gracious. People fight over some of the weirdest things. I mean, just, you need to focus on the right thing. Another, you know, look what he says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day. We're going to give an account on judgment day for every idle word that you speak. Man, God's going to hold us accountable. There's people that put stuff on, on, on Twitter and they send out a tweet and next thing they go, oh, I didn't mean to do, oh, they try to take it back, but some people get it right away and they copy it and then they repost it and they go, that's what you said. No, I took it off. Well, they took it off their account, but man, once it tweeted, it's tweeted. So you better be careful what you're tweeting, tweet, 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 because there's a lot of little birds going around that are going to take that every place they want. And it'll kill you, and it'll destroy your testimony. It'll destroy people's testimony. Avoid these foolish, ridiculous arguments. Another thing digital tools can cause you to do is to become very competitive and show off. You get very competitive. Oh, I got a new car. Oh, I got even a better car. Well, I got the same car car as you. Yeah, but I got the leather package. And I got the one with the Bose speakers, and I got the one, and, I, and, and we're competing over what? When we die, it all stays here. We don't get to take it. Yet we're, we're battling over stuff. We're competing. We're, we're trying to show off. Look what I did. Look what I did. Look, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? Look, I brag about my grandchildren. My, if they do something great, hey, my grandson, man, made the honor roll again. That's awesome. I, I don't even do that that much. But I don't put about me. Oh, I woke up this morning. Now I got dressed. Now I'm cooking breakfast. And now this is my breakfast before I eat it. And now this is my breakfast after I eat it. And now I'm on my way to work. And I'm stopping off at Starbucks. And oh my gosh. I'm not a Starbucker personally, and because because I don't know how to order. I want a caramel latte with foam, with no foam, with foam, and and I want it, and and I want I want a large. We don't have large. Well, I want an extra large. We don't have large or extra large here. We have venti and ginza. I don't even know what they have. That's like, okay, you have three different sizes. So in my little non-Starbuck mind, it's small, medium, large. Now, some of you know what they are because I don't know what they are. So what's the smallest? Uh, tall? 
Tall. Okay, tall. And then the medium? medium? What, grande? And then the largest? Venti. Oh, see? So I want the, the, the biggest one. Oh, no. Give me a tall. No, that's the shortest. And you just said tall. Well, then I want a grande one. No, no, that's a medium. Oh, my gosh. Make up your mind. But we get all crazy. We get crazy. We start showing off. We start showing. Now I'm at work, and I'm supposed to be working, but I'm online right now saying that I'm at work. (laughs) It's like, what's wrong with us? Look, I like to brag about the church. I do. Like when we do something great for our community, I like to brag about it. I don't say, look what I did. I go, man, look what the, the, the congregation of New Beginnings did. Like when we give out food, we give out 15, 20, 30,000 pounds of food. I like to say, man, our congregation cares about our community. They just finished giving out 18,000 pounds of food. By the way, we're going to do it again, not this Friday, but next on the 15th. I thought I'd throw that plug in there. April 15th, we're going to give it out. We'll need volunteers. But hear me, I, I like to say, because I like to say, this is what's happening in this congregation. We are touching lives outside the four walls. All these people got baptized. We're saying, man, look what's happening. But we're not doing it to show off. We're doing it to encourage and inspire and motivate. And we've got to do that. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 1, he says, watch out. Don't you do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. For you're going to lose the reward your Father in heaven has for you. Man, he's saying, don't be showing off. Do it for the right reasons. If you humble yourself, he will lift you up. He's going to elevate you. And, and, and we need to do that. Another digital tool that can cause us to end up in a mess is, is it causes us to constantly seek approval or the likes of others. People are like, oh, did you see I made a post? And, and ooh, 50 <laughs> people liked it. Oh, 100 people liked it. I, 500 people liked it. Oh, mine and went viral. It's like, man, you know what? That's awesome. That's cool. But was it glorifying God? Was it? Did it have meaning to it, or was it just this useless thing? We need to really be able to share things that are going to inspire. And there's nothing wrong with posting some funny stuff. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is some people have started posting stuff that now they're out of control and they're posting stuff that they have no business posting if they truly say they're a follower of Christ. They're bringing shame to the name of Jesus, shame to the name of Christianity, shame to the name of the congregation they attend. And we, we ought to be careful of saying that. We, we sometimes make these blanket statements that aren't, really accurate we need to really keep in line with what's really going on in the book of galatians chapter 1 verse 10 it says obviously i am not trying to win the approval of people but of god 
If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be a Christ servant. Because I'd be doing it for me, for my fame. And, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. But we're doing it for his glory. So use it wisely. Another digital tool that the devil uses, it causes us to be distracted from the most important. Distracted from the important. There's things that are important in our life, and before you know it, you get caught up in this in this trap. You get caught up in websites you have no business visiting. The internet is a real blessing, but it can also be a curse. The internet is getting people in trouble. There's people that are that are doing stuff on the internet they have no business doing. Man, look, back in the day. Probably half of you in here don't even know what I'm talking about. But they used to have door-to-door salesmen. And they knock on the door and they go, hey, I represent Britannica Encyclopedia. And they wanted to sell you encyclopedias. And almost every family had a set of encyclopedias. And man, if you had encyclopedia, orale, we have encyclopedias. That's like saying we have the internet today. Because we didn't have the internet where now you could be in a meeting <coughs> and right away you could be helping your kids with homework. You could be helping your grandkids. They go, Grandpa, how do you spell dyslexic? <laughs> uh, dyslexic. Uh, Siri, Google, how do you spell dyslexic? And it spells it for you. You go, yeah. And, and, and it solved a lot of problems for you. An encyclopedia you had back in those days, you could open it up, look it up, and you had this book that had all this knowledge, all this knowledge, latest things coming out, and it would educate you, and it would train you, and it would help you. But today, man, we get caught up looking up stuff, and then not everything on the internet is accurate. So you got to check it out and make sure that you're not getting informed on something that's going to distract you on the most important thing. Some of you are focusing on this, and you have to finish your report, and you look up some data, and before you know it, you're like, oh, how cool. Hey, look at that, look at that. And it distracts you from the important. Look, I'm, I, I've never been told I have ADD or HDAD, <laughs> but I, I must have it. I've read about it. Because I'm the guy that will be talking to you going, Yeah, you know what? It's real important that we... Oh, man, that is so cool. Where did... Who brought this? This is awesome. Wow. And and, and we need to make sure we finish. And and then people that are in the room going, where is this guy going? We're talking about this. Now he's talking about that. Now he's back over here. It's like, man, I'm I'm the guy that I've told you before. I could be going, oh, I got to go feed the dog. We we have a dog, and I'll, I'll, I'll be going... And all of a sudden, I pass the kitchen, and it's got a, 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 we have a little table there, and I see the mail, and I go, Mira, here's the mail. And I go, wow, oh, oh, look at that. And I go and sit down to read the mail, and, and my wife goes, oh, did you already feed the dog? Oh, the dog. The poor dogs are going, please, put the mail down. Man. Well, your phone, your tablet, your computer, the internet, it could distract you from what's really important. 
The Bible talks about it. In the book of Luke chapter 10, Jesus had gone to Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house. Starting at verse 40, Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. So she's making all the plans and cooking for all the people. I mean, Jesus is there, and every time Jesus was with somebody, he had 12 of his friends. But can you imagine? That's proof that Jesus is Chicano. (laughs) Come on, you invite a Chicano to a cookout, they always bring somebody with them. Like, man. So Jesus shows up. Hey, hope you don't mind. I brought my homies. I got 12 of them. Okay, so they're cooking. She's cooking. And it says that she came in to Jesus. She came, it says, she came to Jesus and said, Lord, she's bugged though. She's mad. Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits there? While I'm doing all the work, you can hear her attitude in here. I have to do everything around here. Tell her to come and help. And the Lord said to her, Ay, my dear Martha, 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 misita, mija, calm down, Martha. You're worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary has discovered it. She's discovered the power of my words. She's discovered hearing God's voice. She's discovered how important it is to spend time with God. She's discovered how important it is to feel, feed your soul. She's discovered, she's discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Quit getting distracted. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it says, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So try to stay focused. Try to stay on track. It's real easy to start going out there and you just, man. Some of you right now, you're on your phone right now. You're texting. You're not going to believe the pastor's talking about phones and technology. Ah, shut up. He's saying it could get me in trouble. Hey, don't forget, we're going to meet tonight at 5 o'clock. I know I'm married. Don't tell my wife. Oh, my gosh. We get ourselves in messes. In messes. We need to talk about this at home. We need to talk about it with our husband, our wife, our son, our daughter, our brother, sister, mom and dad, loved ones, friends, that you got to manage yourself. So how can we use digital tools for God's glory? One, use, use your digital tools to express your worship to God. Amen. Go public with your worship. Yeah. Look, every time you come to church, you got to get your smartphone out and go to our app and check in. I'm at New Beginnings Church. No better place to be on a Sunday morning. Man, I'm here, and after here, we're going to go have lunch. We're going to spend the day, but we spent time with God. I love worshiping the Lord there at New Beginnings. And and just go public. People are going to go, do you go to church? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn how to live right. Yeah. I'm learned to. I'm trying to learn how to have, be a better man, yeah. a better woman, a better wife, a better husband, a better father, a better son, a better daughter, a better mother. I'm trying to have a good, stable home. Yeah. So go public, worship God. In the Gospel of John, chapter four, verse twenty-three, it says, "But the time is coming, indeed." It is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, and the Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Psalm 25 verse 5 says, Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the Lord who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Go public, worship God. Just say, God, I love you. Worship God. Post some scripture. Post stuff that's going to change lives. That shows everyone how much God means to you. Proverbs 3, verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything that you produce. So worship, worship, worship. Another thing is we need to use digital tools to encourage others, to encourage them to to serve God for fellowship and for going to worship, going to church, to, to, to be inspired. Look, there's times some things happen. Sometimes you, you just get lazy. You're like, oh, you know what? I, I'm not going to go to church today. Just going to kick back. But then it gets easy. Before you know it, three weeks go by, four weeks go by, two months go by, and you're not in church. And then before you know it, you go, I can worship God from my house. Yes, you can, but you're not even doing that. You're not doing that. It's like people watching online. When we first started online, we only had one service. So sometimes people see, I run into people in the the store or out in public. Hey, pastor, hey, we're watching online every every Sunday at 10 o'clock. Service, we have service at 9 or 11. We quit 10 o'clock months ago. So it's telling me, well, they're not, they haven't been watching in a long time. It's like, you know what? Man, we, we, we need to, to really encourage each other. In the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. But man, encourage people. If you see that they've done something good, say, well, right on. When someone says, man, I'm celebrating 10 years of marriage, 40 years of marriage, 60 years of marriage, man, I, I say, congratulations, happy anniversary. Because yeah. man, people aren't staying together hardly anymore. So man, you celebrate it. Celebrate it, encourage them. In the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. In other words, encourage, build each other up. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, it says, so let us think of ways to motivate each other, to motivate one another. Encourage people, encourage them to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect our meeting together. You know, keep coming to church 
as some people already do, they neglect it. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So encourage people. Look, there's some people that hear a really good sermon or they hear something that really impacts them and they, they, they forward it to their friends. They tag them and they go, man, this is a good word. And they're not going like, this is for you. They say, no, this is for you. You're going through all kinds of craziness, man. This sermon was just, I read this and this was just for you. They encourage one another, build each other up. Use it for a blessing and not a curse. Help each other. Build up your marriage from it. There's people that start talking to other people online. They met online. And now they're talking, oh my gosh, my wife's all jealous, my husband's all jealous. God, I'm talking to this guy. Oh my gosh, he's he's in California. I don't, I'm not, we, ha- we haven't held hands. We haven't, oh my gosh, he... He's not even here. My husband's all mad. Well, hello, you sent naked pictures of yourself to this guy. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? You don't even know some of the stuff that happens and that I'm trying to put out fires and help families come back together because they've done something really stupid online. Well... I'm not doing anything. My husband hardly talks to me. My wife hardly even notices me. This lady just started, I mean, she's just a friend. You're talking about stuff that if she was here in public and your wife was right next to you, she'd kill you. That's a sin. We need to motivate each other, encourage each other, not develop relationships that we have no business having. Next, we need to use technology digital tools to enhance our spiritual growth in the Lord, to grow deep in the Lord, to really get closer to God. Look, I, I post the devotional every single day on my, my page at Facebook. And I, I, I try to do it. Say, I, don't, I have an Instagram account now. I don't even know how to use it. They just told me, Pastor, you need an Instagram account. Okay. They go, so whatever you post on Facebook is going to go now to Instagram. I go, okay. And you need a Twitter account. Oh, okay. And and so I I just do because they're they're coaching me that it's going to help get the gospel out. Okay. That's all I post anyway. I I don't post stuff that's inappropriate or anything. I mean, but I'm trying to help people grow spiritually. And I'm trying to grow spiritually. I read articles sometimes that are really, really good. Whether it be on the internet or whether it be from an app, I, I, I follow certain guidelines. I have like Charisma News. Man, this is, wow, this is really awesome. And, and I'm, reading, I'm reading Christianity Today and I'm, and I'm reading church leaders and I'm reading articles that enhance me and strengthen me as a leader and strengthen me as a pastor and strengthen me as a husband and strengthen me as a father and a grandfather and as a friend. You could grow spiritually from that. You could get fed. You you could get a devotional today. You you can get into the word at at work. You You can say, hey, at lunchtime, Every Tuesday at lunchtime, I'm going to have a little Bible study. 
and just follow the rules that they have at your work, but say, you know what, if anyone wants to come, just bring your phone, we're going to use our phones. And then all of a sudden, you get into the word, you start growing spiritually. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says it this way, rather you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Christ, uh, Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever, amen. Psalms 119, verse 37 says, Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive approval. To be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. So he's saying, don't be ashamed, man. Some of you, if, if, if your wife started looking through your phone, are, are you going to freak out? If your husband wants to look at your phone, are you going to freak out? If your parents grab your phone and they say, we're going to look to see what you've been doing, are, are, they, are you guys going to freak out? You see, we're, we're supposed to be using these tools to help and grow. Another thing is use it to expand God's ministry throughout our community and the world. Use it. Say, hey, man, it's church day. I hope you're there. Hey, man, we want to let you know about this event. We want to let you know about that event. We want to let you know about what's happening. We want to share the love of God throughout our community and the world. We want to share these things that are going to inspire. They're going to motivate. They're going to help. They're going to challenge. You're going to be able to really be a blessing and not a curse. You're going to be able to build people up and not tear them down. You're going to be able to enhance a community, to speak about what's happening, to give them warning. Someone from our congregation told me this morning that they were having a meal at Dion's pizza. They said central and between Pontebo and, and Tramway. And next thing you know, they're sitting there and that this young little girl's going on the sidewalk, bawling her head off, crying, crying. And they noticed she was all alone. So they left the restaurant. They go, hey. And she was running. So they ran after her. They said, hey, hey, are you okay? She finally stopped. They go, are you okay? Some people, some guys robbed me. They stole me. They put me in the car, and they were going to do horrible things to me. She can't even hardly talk. She had been abducted. And she said, I was able to get away. I was able to get away. And she's weeping and crying and freaking out. And this couple called the police right away. And they go, hey, do you know your, your mom's phone number? She goes, yes. And they called the mother. And the mom was frantic. Oh, my God, you found my daughter. Thank you. And this is happening in our city. It's happening in this world we live in. Human trafficking is really for real. And they chose to use this media to help our community and show the love of God. We can use it to to really expand God's ministry of love and touch and help around the world and around our city. Psalm 116 verse 12 says, 
what can I offer the Lord for all he's done for me? And we could give so much. So, so much. In the book of Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given you all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations with your phones and your iPads and your computers. Okay, he really doesn't say that. But what he's saying is use every method you can to go. We don't even have to leave Albuquerque and we could preach in Russia. We could preach in Europe. We could preach in Latin America. We, he says, take it to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you. We have the whole Bible at our hand now. Right there, you take it every time you take your phone with you. And be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He's saying, I want you to go and take these tools to change this community. And then we need to use digital tools to witness for the Lord. Not just try to change our community, help and broadcast and say different things we're doing, but I'm talking to straight out witness about Jesus Christ. I encourage everyone to write your testimony out. Write out your testimony. Say, man, I once was blind and now I see. I was a wino, dino, and dingbat, and now I'm just a little dingy, but I'm not a wino and a dino anymore. God transformed my life. Man, my wife and I were ready to get a divorce and he healed our marriage. Man, our children had walked away from God and walked away from us and now they're back. Whatever your testimony is, be willing to go public and say, I'm not perfect, but I'll tell you what, I serve a perfect God and he's perfecting me day by day. He's helping me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, he says right there, and all of this is a gift from God who brought, who bought us back to himself through Christ. And then he says this, and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. If you jump down to verse 20, it says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ. Can you imagine that? We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So he wants us to get the word out. And you have the possibility of doing that just at your fingertips, your computer, your laptop, your iPad, your Kindle, whatever you might have tablet or your smartphone, you're able to get the word out instead of some of the nonsense you find yourself in. In First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 24, he says, publish this, his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things God has I really pray that you really come to understand 
the things that God has done. That he died for your life. That he died to forgive you of your sins. And he died to give you a new beginning. That he helps you. And strengthens you. And that he equips you. And I pray that he would do that. And that you could use digital tools to tell the whole world. And to strengthen your marriage and strengthen your family, not tear it down. So if you've never even given your life to Jesus, I pray that you start there. Say, God, before I give you my technology, I give you my heart. And I don't know if there's anyone here that has never surrendered to Jesus and never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. But if you want to do that today, raise your hand. Anyone here today? Anyone here that would love to do that? Then what I'm asking that you do today is if you have your cell phone with you, to take it out and put it in your hand and agree with me with this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I have a tool of technology that you have given us that we can call people, text people, communicate with people. We can go online and talk to people around the world. We can look up information that'll be a blessing and a curse. We can post things on different platforms. Snapchat or Facebook or TikTok or I could be Lord God on different things like Twitter, Pinterest, just so many different things, Instagram. and God, I just pray that the things that we post bring glory to you. And that, Lord, if we want to be silly, we could be silly. But, God, I pray that we never disrespect you and ourselves. That we bless your church and not hold it back and hurt it. So, God, we give you this technology. If we have our phone in our hand, we're saying, God, guide me. You be the filter of my phone, of who I should talk to and who I shouldn't talk to. Let me stay within the boundaries of the fidelity of marriage. Lord, guide me, help me to stay true to you and true to myself. Father, we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Would you stand with us and I want us to sing this song saying, there's no name higher than yours, Lord. There's no name higher. And, and, and you left heaven for us. You made it possible for us to be with you. God, you love us so much. As we cry out to God, just sing this song and then we're going to close in prayer. Just join us as we worship together. didn't want heaven without us so Jesus you brought heaven down oh my sin was great your love was greater so what could separate us now what a wonderful name it is what a
place. And we know that when we call on the name of Jesus, our stripes are healed. Our prayers are answered. Our lives are restored. Your power floods through us. We thank you, Lord, for that very truth. That when we come to the foot of the cross, that our answer, that our prayers will always be answered. Lord, today we've heard just such a powerful message. We all hold in our hands this very powerful little tool, and we can use it for so much good every day. Lord, I pray that you fill each and every one of us with your grace, your mercy, your love, and most importantly, your wisdom, so that we know what to say, when to say, what to post, what not to post. So that when we live our lives online and through our phones, that we still become the salt and light of the world that you need us to be. That your message is still portrayed through us. That your love still flows out every time we interact with anyone through our phones or through any of our other electronic means. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for that reminder that is so important in our lives. Lord, I pray that you fill everybody in this place right now with your presence and your power. That we go out and we live our lives this week, not just like we went to church on Sunday, but like we're in church every single day and we can hear your word. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your love, and your mercy. And help us to live it out. In your name we pray. Church, it is so awesome to worship with you. It's so great to see you. I hope to see you back here again. Go out and live it out and change this city for your love.